Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Unwiring Minds. This is Raquel Pasbergia, your host, and today we have Fitz Kohler with us. She is the founder of Fitness, and she is a fitness expert, a race announcer, speaker, author, and she's here to talk to us about the importance of health and fitness during a moment of crisis, whether it is a disease, a lot of stress, whatever it may be that is happening to you right now. So I'll let you get right to it. Yeah, so thanks, Raquel, for having me on the show. And, uh, you know, it's interesting when folks are in a normal status, right? So everything is going pretty well in their life. They often make excuses on why they can't exercise or won't. I say won't because there's very few can'ts that are reality or why they don't eat well. And then when things hit the fan, whether they're injured or they're ill or someone they're caring for is injured or ill, then they make an even bigger excuse. Well, I can't exercise. My my spouse is sick or I can't exercise I'm sick. And really, that's actually the point where you got to double down on your fitness. So priority number one is prepare your body to do battle today because you never know when illness or injury will strike. So if you care about your health, you're constantly working towards a cardiovascular fitness, strength, flexibility, balance. You're constantly working to make your body more capable and more resilient. Yeah, You're going to be far better off if and when crisis strikes, then if you allowed yourself to go to pot, because if you're, you know, if you're a strong person who gets hit by a car, then you're a strong person building yourself back up to maybe walking or I don't know, sitting up in a chair, you know, you're, you're already established as a powerful being. But if you're a weakling, a sickly weakling, because you haven't cared, and then you get hurt, things are going to be nightmarish. And so, you know, my uh, personal obstacle a few years ago was cancer. And so I was living my best life, an athlete, race announcer, traveling the country, doing all sorts of wonderful things. And seven weeks after a crystal clear mammogram, I found a lump in my breast and it was a sizey lump and it had already spread to the lymph nodes. And when I had that doctor call and say, yeah, Fitz, you tested positive. He said, it's positive in your breast. It's positive in your lymph nodes. This thing is running through you like wildfire. We need to start treating you aggressively and immediately. And so uh, I'm so grateful that I was caring for myself in advance. And then I took those steps through my treatment, which was 15 months of chemo and radiation and surgery. And as many people know, with chemo, it it can beat the crap out of you. And for me, it did. I turned into a, a little skeleton and I lost a lot of strength, but thankfully because I was a fitness expert, I never had a doubt that I would get back to normal. Right. Uh, but you think about the my the, my millions of peers, right? All the other cancer patients who are beaten up and beaten down and they've lost so much due to their treatment and, and disease and they don't know how to rebuild their bodies, right? And, right. Or or even that they should, right? There's all of these exactly. things. And, and families say, Oh, you have cancer. You should rest. Okay. Well, if all that person does is rest, they're going to lose their muscle mass. They're going to atrophy, lose strength. They're going to lose mobility. They're certainly going to lose stamina. And then believe it or not, they'll lose balance too. And, and do you really want your cancer patient falling or breaking a hip or breaking their nose? You know, so, um, it's, it's a really important issue and, through my own experience, I, I became a real advocate for it. You know, I, again, I had that moment of 
yikes when I looked at myself and I realized all, all that was taken from me. But again, I had never had a doubt I'd rebuild my body. When I thought about my peers, I thought, well, I have to do something about it, which is a great gift to being the, the fitness expert with cancer is uh, I wrote the books. I, actually, it's funny. You go on Amazon and you find nothing. There are zero researches, resources. All the doctors and nurses are telling people you should exercise. You should eat right. But nobody's telling them how, like, how do you exercise when you're stuck in bed all the time? So I wrote the guidebooks, your healthy cancer comeback, sick to strong is the blueprint. That's book number one that anyone with cancer or a recent survivor should have. And then there's the healthy cancer comeback journal that helps you uh, document and track your way back to success. So yeah, health during hardships, even more important than ever. Yes, absolutely. And the way like you're explaining everything, it makes sense. Like, if someone has to be in, um, like, if society portrays it, like, you got to be in bed rest all day, like you said, you can't, you can't do that all day. Because if you do that all yeah. day, it's, it's not going to help your body. And the fact that um you were able to build these guides to show, show people how, the how, because, like, people know a lot of the what's, what to do, but they don't know how they to get started. They don't know how to get um that ready to to get started even the pre-starting and so I want to know how would you like a couple of things that you would recommend for people like if a listener out here is has cancer has survived recently cancer or knows someone in these situations as well how would you say it's the moment to get started how what would you recommend for that push yeah so the key components are to do what you can when you can so I uh, don't expect to run an Ironman during chemo, yeah. chemo, although some people do during cancer care. But if today your exercise is getting out of your hospital bed and walking down the hall, that challenges you without overdoing it, then do that, right? Mm-hmm. If you are chair bound for some reason, whatever cancer has done to you and you can only exercise in a chair. Okay. Well, there's a whole bunch of exercises you can do seated with your arms and your torso and even lifting your legs. And I've got hundreds of photos within your healthy cancer come back to guide people through those exercises. So it's do what you can when you can, and then always make progress with baby steps. And so um, to to get halfway through your treatment, past your surgery, and maybe feel like oh, I'm going to start making moves again. Well, to try and do exactly what you did before chemo and radiation is insanity. What you try right. to do is just something that makes you huff and puff a little today or something that feels challenging. So what you can when you can baby steps and always, instead of doing nothing, do something. And so people look at me now and they think, well, you're so healthy. You couldn't have been sick. Oh, I was violently ill. I was a catastrophe. And I actually, you know, because when you are exploding all the time, I was in, I had to take showers all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, when every single time I got in the shower, first thing I would do, I would set up my phone and usually I would turn on Jerry Seinfeld interviews. He just makes me happy. He makes me laugh or upbeat music, but usually it was Jerry. And so I'd put that, my phone up there so I could hear things that made me feel good. And then I would just stretch in the shower. And so if you're in horrible shape, you're sick like I was and you feel like crap, okay, get in the shower, let the water roll, blow over your bald head. And uh, I, I put dozens of photos in the book of shower stretches too. So, um, you know, exercise means a lot. Quality rest always means a lot. Make your sleep environment as ideal as possible. And then uh, I don't want to talk down to your listeners by pretending they don't know the difference between healthy and unhealthy food. So we break food into these categories. There's foods that help 
and there's foods that hurt. And you probably know that licorice or fried pickles or, you know, whatever, certain things are processed meats are in the hurtful category. And then in the helpful category are things that grew out of the ground, produce, fruits and veggies, nuts and seeds and uh, whole grains. Uh, so just do your best and um, take take your health seriously because you actually can increase your chances of remission, which is you know, as close to a cure as a doctor is willing to tell you. Remission means no evidence of disease. You can make your body a more hostile environment for cancer by feeding it wisely, moving it often, get yourself to remission, and then continued exercise and healthy food will make you far less likely to experience recurrence. And um, besides all of the I'm feeling out of control because cancer really does send your life into a a spin cycle, this is the control that you can have. You can do things for yourself, which have no negative side effects, right? Yeah. If you exercise, you're not going to go bolder and you're not going to yeah. probably throw up, right? So exercise, nutrition, sleep, those are things you can do that uh, cause no harm and only cause good. And I love how you said to, to take it in baby steps. Like you're not, like no one's expected to, to be, in bed and be expected to run a mare. Like no one's expected right. to do. That. And so, like you said, maybe it's the effort of just walking from your bed to, uh, several steps to maybe to your door. Even that yeah. might yes. not be a lot for you. And that's that's the thing. Like keep keep moving because, like you said, if we if the person stays in bed all day, then that is not help. That is when it's not helpful. And that, like you said, it's in their hands. It's in their power to say, okay, I'm gonna sit here. I'm going to sit in my bed for a second. And then I'm going to stand up five steps. Let's do five baby yeah. steps and, um, 20, like five then 10, like go baby steps. Like maybe not even from five to 10, but like, that's the thing. I think that's super important. And I actually, this is a different case that I know of a friend of mine. She had a cardiac, a sudden cardiac arrest several wow. years ago. And when she, she was, they considered her dead for 30 minutes before Yikes. she exactly so she had like she didn't have severe brain damage she was very 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 lucky but um the damage that she had was with walking that was okay. one thing she lost completely um she was super lucky to not lose speech not lose she lost several memories but not everything but walking was severely impacted and i remember she always explains this like the first day that she took one step she says that that's the biggest accomplishment of her life she's like forget everything i've done with everything else that is it and she said that's when you, she, that was her moment of crisis. And she says, that's when you truly know that, that we can do this in baby steps. You don't have to go and run a marathon suddenly. No yeah. And so she, she always tells that. And like, as you, as you were telling your story and really um, how you helped yourself, I'm thinking like, I can like picture her like thinking similar things to you, like, I, I want to move. And, and she was, she was also an athlete. So she played volleyball. She was yeah. top in, in the States and things like that. And so she had that fitness prepared and she was a very healthy person that prepared her. And I love that you're explaining how important it is. And so I want to know from um, the things that you've, that you've learned from yourself and from your experience, so people should should prepare before, during, and after. What would you say for the before? Because many people don't expect to have a moment of crisis. Well, believe it or not, you know the rules are the same. And so the book I wrote for 
Hulks with Cancer could be the yeah. same book I wrote for someone who's a newcomer to fitness or someone who just hasn't been paying much attention. I mean, it's all the same. Control what you can, when you can, do what you can, when you can, take baby steps. If you were a high school athlete, I'd be telling you the same thing. If you're a track athlete, I'm not going to send you off to run three miles on day one. I'm going to say, okay, let's do a few laps around the track and then do some stretching, right? So um, I I was, I hate to use the word terrified, but I was too smart to um, put myself in a position to have setbacks, right? So cancer set me back, chemo set me back. When I started exercising, there's no way I was going to do anything that made me more uncomfortable, uh, more inhibited that, or uh, yeah, more or less, less capable than I already was. So, so I didn't try to be who I was, you know, there's, there's, I mean, there's always the guy who 40 year old man who's overweight. And when you start talking about exercise, he'll say, well, I played high school baseball. Okay. Well, what does that have to do with today? What I'm talking about is who you are now. And so I couldn't look back on all of my athletic days as a runner and a kickboxer and all these things before cancer, all that mattered is where I was now. And so um, wherever you are, whatever's going on, whether you just had a baby or, you know, maybe you just ran a marathon and you want to do even more, it's baby steps. And, you know, when my, when I first, my first effort with cardio after it was still during my treatment, but it was after the really mean part, I got in the pool. And I didn't swim and I didn't walk. All I did was wiggle, you know, and this is one of the most prominent fitness experts in America. And all she was doing was wiggling, just a little wiggle. And then the next day I came back and all I did was stretch. And maybe for four days, all I did was stretch. And then I started maybe walking in the water. And so I took my progress, my baby steps very seriously. Because of that, I never had a setback, not once. And a little over a year later, after finishing treatment, I ran the Boston Marathon. So, um, you know, I'm I'm not a superhero. I don't have any Marvel blood in me. I'm just smart. And you can be smart too, right? You can take the the education, the information and put it to put it to good work. And I and I assure you, if you if you do take the advice, and you go out today, and you just work to be 1% better than you were yesterday, boy, will good things come to you hard and fast. Absolutely. And so I think that we can tell that today all the listeners are thinking, oh my gosh, like I really need to get moving. And so what would be your, for someone that might be leading what we'd call a typical life and they think everything's good. I don't, I feel good, all good, but you, what would you tell them? Okay. If you're going to get started today, what would be your number one recommendation to get started? Um, Do something you think is fun. So perhaps you like dancing, do that. If you like basketball, do that. It doesn't matter to me. I mean, ideally, you'll start moving towards the four pillars of fitness, which are strength, cardio, flexibility, and balance. So all four pillars are necessary and vital to actual fitness. But today, do something like people, I'm a race announcer. So people say, oh, I hate running. I don't care if you hate running to go ride a bike. What is it? You don't have to run. It's not yeah. the only form of fitness. So if you want to get started and you want to be motivated to go back and have num- day number two or day number three, just just get moving, doing things that will make you smile or do something with a friend who will keep you occupied and entertained. And uh, yeah, that's how that's how fit bodies are built. Right. Absolutely. And so one last thing I want to ask. So we've talked about what it, what we could do in terms of before that we said before, during, and after, it's still the same technique. Get moving, yeah. 
get started, get your body with that fun um, feeling of, of moving and how good it feels to be moving. And so I want to ask, um, so some people l lack that motivation to say, it's my moment to get started, right? Because some people really like, it's hard sometimes, maybe they're struggling with depression, maybe they're struggling with something that sort of feels like a roadblock, like that's too big for them to jump over. But what would you say to them to give them that push and say, do it because it's going to be so worth it? What would you say to that person? Yeah, so uh, the reality is endless studies will tell you that fitness is the answer. When it comes to mental health, fitness yes. is the answer. When it comes to physical health, fitness is the answer. It gives you all the feel-good endorphins and adrenaline and can actually take stress off of your chest and give you a sunnier attitude and make you more productive at work. However, one of the things uh, I also experienced during treatment, which I learned previously not to beat myself up. I was an overweight teenager who hated my thighs and I had an eating disorder. And so I wasn't a very good friend to myself. But when it came to cancer, what I realized is that I had to be my own greatest advocate. You know, I had some scary moments where in order to move forward with my treatment, the woman inside my head, she had to pump me up. She kept, at some point, she told me, she said, Fitz, you can do hard things. You've built a global business. You've raised two incredible children. You used to be a competitive kickboxer, for crying out loud. You can do this. And so because of her, I sat down in the chair and I received, I mean, they would put needles in my chest five days a week. It was a bear and I'm a needle phobe. It was very scary. It was constant thing, constantly scary. But I always had Fitz Kohler in my head and she was always saying, you've got this, you can do this. And so I find so many people in all, all different types of people and whether it's fitness or work or whatever, they're constantly putting themselves down. They're saying, you can't do that. You shouldn't do that. That's scary. You know what? You're standing on a stage talking isn't scary. Trying out for a, a team isn't scary. Asking for a promotion at work isn't scary. You know what's scary? Tornadoes, floods, mm -hmm. cancer. Those things are scary. And so um, I was able to convince myself to do all sorts of terrifying things. And because of that, I was able to live, right? Yay, yay for surviving. And then now moving forward, you know, this fearlessness has really brought me to new heights physically and uh, professionally and so forth. So whoever you are, whatever's going on, cut the crap out, stop, stop limiting yourself by telling yourself you can't, you shouldn't. And because of those things, you won't, right? So what we want you to do is say, I can, I'm going to figure it out. And if I fail at this, who cares, right? I'm going to try again. I'm going to try again. So it's the physical part, but that mental game means more than anything. And, and I put that a heck of a lot of focus on the mental fortitude in my books because you need it. You got to have it. Be your best friend. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much, Fitz, for being here today and sharing all this wonderful advice to everybody out there today, because I think that there's so much to learn from you. And so thank you. And to the listeners, I'll see you next time. Bye, team.